Sports Oolish Farms, best place uh, this summer. That's right. On the uh, east end of things, food, produce, pies, you name it, they got it all, including that large greenhouse. You can find everything perennials, annuals, baskets galore, sorted cheeses, 80 items plus. Try Oolish's mouth watering a summer of 30 freshly made homemade pies, homemade yeast bread, ciabattas, huge cheese selection, really, though. Uh, located just off Sunrise Highway, it's 61 South, just north of the Triangle Pub, Oolish's Farms, 70 East Port Manor Road, East Port, great place, got to head over there. Good morning, sir. Well, as well. Good morning, Jay. I'm looking at the... Um Fall slate here, forget about June and July and August. Are we going to have an NFL season, first of all, that starts on September, I don't know, 13th? <clears throat> Probably not. Uh, if it does start, I think you're looking at sometime in October. Now, the question is, when you read about what Dr. Fossey says, that the NFL needs to do that bubble, the same thing that the NBA will be doing, are we going to have an NFL season? Are we going to have anything, Jay, baseball, football, for the rest of 2020? No. <laughs> I don't feel good about it today. I really don't. Uh, bubble now? we got to play in a bubble? we got to play the NFL season in a bubble. Uh, that's just wonderful. How many bubbles are we going to have? We're going to have a bubble out in the Western Conference. We're going to have a bubble out in the Central. Where are we going to have a bubble? Where, where are we putting the bubble? I don't know, man. AFC are we gonna bubble have? and an NFC bubble. That, yeah, what well, uh, kind of bubbles are we going to have here? Come on, I can't tell you. Know, where in the world has Dr. Fauci and Burke been over the last couple of weeks? Silenced. Silenced <laughs> they are, except I got to have Fauci speaking to Dan Patrick yesterday and ruining my day because now you've, you've put the kibosh on my NFL. I need my NFL. You want to take away your ba- my base? Well, take it away. It's already taken away. You want to give me these new looks for the NBA and NHL? Live with it. NBA is not even a short fire thing right now. Be careful here. Correct. But I tell you, now you're messing with me. You take away the NFL, now you're messing with me. Take away I tell you, it's not a, not a good day here. Baseball College. not looking good. 60 to 70 games. Right. I can't. This Tony Clark is so weak. So weak. Players rep. Agreed framework as far as the 60 and then calls Manfred up. Manfred hopped on a plane to Arizona, called him up the next day saying, listen, can't do it. We need 70. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. You agreed to 60. Now you want 70. That means more money because of the prorated deal. So you're looking at $275 billion more. I'm not very confident today on anything. I'm going to tell you so right you're now. coming maybe, along on maybe just my hockey. side now as far as baseball. I don't think there's going to be an, a, a Major League Baseball season. I've been saying that all along. I think there will be. I still think, still there, think will there will be a season. Be. Yes. It's got to be a season. Come on. It's going to be a season. All right. Let's get into a couple of things. So, uh, Jay Schneiderman on this week. Supervisor of Southampton. Peter Benskoyuk was on. East Hampton Town Supervisor. Governor said he got 25,000 complaints, mainly Manhattan and the Hamptons. Really? The two heads of state said they didn't see a lot. They hardly got any calls. Benskoyuk said I think he got two violations. You know, maybe yeah. two phone calls of, of complaint. Uh, so what, what is what is one talking about here as far as the East End? Have you seen have you seen anything as far as people not adhering to compliance guidelines, distancing masks, that type of thing? What did you see? I have not seen anything. I've seen the outdoor tables set up. I've seen everything spaced out in the western 
part of the Hamptons. Um, I haven't been through Southampton Village and east of there. Um, so uh, it's, uh, and again, you know, Jay Schneiderman, is, there's a flaw. He seems to be right on top of it. He wants to know from Governor Cuomo, show me these pictures. Tell me where these are. Give me the exact locations. You're, you're, you're blindsiding, blindsiding the Hamptons, which includes, of course, East Hampton Town, and their supervisor, Peter Van Skoyak, also says their town received zero complaints. I mean, you know, it's not like as far as uh, the, the big complaints, the one that Cuomo is talking about, the one where it's rampant, it's people next to them. The picture you saw in Manhattan at St. Mark's Place, that was absurd. But Cuomo did lock the Hamptons in with it, and really when you first think of the Hamptons, I think you would have to think of Southampton Town. Now, Southampton Town does go through, technically, if we were to draw a line, it goes from the Sagaponic, which is now a village, right? So it goes from west of Sagaponic, Bridgehampton, westward to half of Eastport. Um, uh, East Hampton goes from Wainscott to Montauk. Were these reports, were they in error? Like, was it something going on in Montauk? And nobody knows right now, and I think uh, Supervisor Schneiderman is still waiting to hear from Cuomo exactly where, you know. And you have incorporated villages, too. You know, you have Southampton Village, which is not Southampton Town. Um, you have East Hampton Village. You have different people in control of different townships. But the bottom line is none of the politicians, none of the leaders of the towns have seen anything. They're asking Cuomo, show us these pictures that you're getting. People are obviously sending pictures, sending them in. Are they labeling them wrong? Residents that are making the calls at least pinpoint the establishment that is in violation. Uh, you see that you can't just, you know, paint brush the whole thing and say, you know what, the Hamptons, you're in violation. And guess what? We're going to close down some establishments if you don't comply. Well, give me examples. Give me examples of who did not comply. I have yet to hear anything. So, you know, I can understand the two supervisors and pushing back a little bit. I can understand that. But, uh, you know, I, when you don't get examples, that's a problem. It's been three days, too, um, I think, since this fir the story first broke. You would have figured by now you would have gotten, you know, word would have gotten through from someone in the state to, to either um, Schneiderman or Van Skoyak. So... Yeah, this story's made pretty big news, and it's odd that it's still been sitting out there with no resolution. See what happens. We have the two on. We're supposed to have the governor on next week. We will pinpoint that. Uh, let's get to the school vote. We're going to eject it along with Union Down Valley Stream 13. Uh, let's not forget, uh, a couple of months ago, voters rejected a proposed bond, which was, what, near $97, $98 million dollars. So that was a little bit higher than the current budget. You can understand why the vote came in as it did. Uh, any other explanations there? No. I mean, um, Riverhead Local does uh, say that it was a uh, mail-in vote during the pandemic. This was statewide. This was you know, conducted because of the coronavirus uh, situation. But we did see, Jay, you know, like uh, I think you even just mentioned that um, – 
that what was that that other vote there was a vote um the 97 million dollar bond in february uh went down to defeat that was needed to fund repairs and renovations to address you know the the space that the district says they badly need um so that kind of maybe pointed the arrow as to what would happen in riverhead um that 2020-2021 budget uh one of only a handful of school districts statewide not to pass uh, a budget the vote was 3173 to 2847 and um yeah it was a 97 million dollar budget like you mentioned uh super superintendent aurelia hernandez called it disheartening her quote in the riverhead news review is not good news obviously for our students and there'll be a revote uh, in July. We'll see what happens. Uh, Bob Schneider was on with me yesterday. State uh, New York State School Boards Association. Uh, you know, it's kind of a wait and see. There's a lot of cuts coming as well. We'll see what happens. Uh, not looking good. We'll see if uh, if Riverhead can somehow get a rebound on that. Let's head over to the Noyak situation and the sand mining, where you had a Supreme Court judge ruling against uh, the town. Uh, the sand mine operators over in Noyak. Uh, and, you know, it's funny. Uh, the Department of Environmental Conservation actually gave the mine's operations the go-ahead, uh, despite uh, vehement opposition from the town of Southampton. So a bit of a surprise with this whole thing with the Supreme Court judge here. Yeah, usually you see if there's any kind of an issue, the state DEC automatically, almost, you know, without question, uh, they'll side with the politicians in the community if if not the citizen but this was very weird because the new york state department of environmental conservation has been on board with this uh noyak land company i think it's called uh, Sandland. really from the beginning uh residents were complaining about you know the construction the demolition debris um a preliminary injunction you know it has it, it, was it was being sought yeah the town supervisor again jay schneiderman said quote according to the southampton press the court clearly said activities that are not part of sand mining can't continue so you got to wonder what in the world was the dec looking at when they're on the opposite side of what residents and the southampton town all the officials including the supervisor they're on opposite ends of the page. It's almost like the DEC was kept showing up saying nothing to see here, and yet all the evidence suggested otherwise. But, um, yeah, the state Supreme Court Justice uh, Denise Amalia ruling is going to help the town um, speed up its enforcement efforts to, to stop that. Um, Southampton Town did repeatedly find sand land. They took it to court over activities that basically said this is not a sand mining operation on its own. It's it's something more than that. Now, um, you know, that for, for now, the injunction has been granted. So We'll see what happens there. Let's get a couple more in. Uh, what's going on with this new flight route now? Uh, supposedly, you know, we talk about this for years, trying to ease the noise impacts out there. Uh, a lot of outrage and everything else. Give me the latest here in this battle. 
Well, we know about the whole North Fork um, Aquabog to Mattatuck outrage over what the, really the past two years, maybe even longer. Um, we know about the FAA um, ignoring all the directives to fly over Long Island Sound, go over Orient Point, and then go to East Hampton Airport. You had all these uh, Hamptons, Manhattan to Hamptons helicopter traffic services that just multiplied over the past few years. What was happening, the residents in, say, Northville and Jamesport and Aquabog, uh, we're like, they're cutting right across us. They're not going over Long Island Sound. They're not going around Orient Point. We heard the FCC, you know, they conducted a, what, a, uh, the FAA, there was a meeting held in Riverhead, um, and they attended it, but everything still kept happening despite the residents getting the chance to express their disgust. So really what happened was a new flight, uh, path was established. We're going to get them away from the North Fork. All right, from now on, you helicopters, you go along the Atlantic Ocean, and you get to Shinnecock, and um, you get to the inlet, and then you're on your way to East Hampton Airport. Well, the problem is now is they're just flying all over Noyak. People in Noyak now are um, the ones that are right uh, at ground zero. Um, there's a co-founder of an anti-helicopter community organization. Um, her name is Patricia uh, Curry. She goes, quote, the overwater route has become uh, the over-Noyak route now. And uh, this, the new route, Jay, was established by East Hampton Airport's helicopter management town. Um, it's just a mess. I mean, you know, you've got the specific directives. Fly over Shinnecock Bay, fly over Great Peconic Bay, and then Little Peconic Bay. On your way to East Hampton, they helicopters seem intent to still fly over land as much as possible, and I think you can figure out why, because you want to get your commuters to your destination at the East Hampton Airport as quick as possible, and going around North Forks, going around Orient, going over the Atlantic, it's just too inconvenient for the, um, the business businesses. No, it's too inconvenient. The FAA does it as it wishes, it even defies the President of the United States, who uh, called on them years ago, remember. Uh, it seems like no matter who, you, can, uh, you can't combat as far as what they want to do. If they want to fly over, they will, you know, and uh, depending. Uh, and uh, so you feel bad for the folks uh, over there because uh, they, they can't win. They really can't. I got one more for you. You got Phase 3 Wednesday. Uh, you know, listen, uh, we've seen the cancellations. The Polish Festival is out. Uh, the Hamptons Classic is out. A lot of these businesses hanging on to deal life. We know how vital tourism is, especially out in the Hamptons. Missing Memorial Day, 4th of July. Hopefully, it'll make up someone here and with good weather as well. What is the feel uh, as far as those businesses are concerned? There's a lot of, a lot of them shuttered. Uh, already just can't do it. Uh, give me your take. Give me a feel out there as far as Wednesday. It's a big day. In-house dining especially. Well, I did find out that this, from what I'm hearing, and when they reopens indoor Wednesday, it's 50%. Remember we were debating, is it going to start at 25? Is it going to be 50%? But the restaurants I've talked to are saying, you know, from Patchogue out to the Hamptons, that it's 50%. Now, and... Um, the restaurants in the western part of Southampton town have done a real good job properly setting up 
outdoor dining. And it, except for the first night, if you remember, it poured. It was uh, right. It poured really up until the point where it was six o'clock. But it was enough to wipe that first night out of outdoor dining. Since then, though, people have seemed to uh, taken to it. It seems to have worked well. You know that it's going to be a regular staple now as far as even when you're allowed at any point that you're allowed, let's say 100%, um, by the end of July, indoor dining, they're still going to keep the outdoor dining because uh, it actually is a, it looks like a cool concept, and it's a way for the restaurants to recoup their uh, money. Don't forget you have businesses, not restaurants, that also are waiting patiently beyond belief to get full capacity in, even if you have to stand outside and, you know, let like three in at a time, which they really should have done from the beginning. Um, you know, your small, your card and gift store has to be shut down, deemed non-essential, while the big box stores were open, and yet the big box stores have like 60 people all standing near each other, you know, with masks, and yet the little businesses were told, no, you, you can't even open the doors. So... You know, and I know that New York City lags behind us in what, the, what at least one of the phases, right, Jay? I think we're actually we are at the yeah, about to start phase three. New York City is in phase one. We're a phase ahead of them. The problem still is the town has to figure out what to do with all these um, uh, quote New York City fishermen who had on Memorial Day weekend parked at the end of all these streets, clogging the streets. And the town is starting to try, have, they have to figure out the exa- a, a emergency order to ban parking unless you're a town resident has been extended. And the town has to now think, well, how do we handle this? We don't want to become a, 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 a destination where it's like a homeowners association that unofficially that's their private beach. Now, on the other hand, you can't have a situation where the beaches are filled up with 70 cars with people standing Shoulder to shoulder, if it's a nice day, you know, again, you have Fourth of July weekend coming up, and that's a Saturday. What's going to happen there? This this emergency order is going to be extended all the way through the summer, I can tell you right now. Yeah, probably. We'll see what happens. The city is supposed to open on two, on Monday, phase two. That still is not official, by the way. The governor will announce that. By the way, governor's last briefing on COVID is today. No more Governor Cuomo on the uh, briefings. That's a decent sign, but uh, that could be interesting. Uh, Can you imagine if he doesn't give you the official word? We'll see. Uh, But Monday is the big day for New York City Phase 2. Rob's report, uh, sponsored in fine fashion by Esports Olish Farms. Large greenhouse, as you can find the perennials, annuals, beautiful baskets, sorted cheeses, 80, mouth-watering assortment of 30. Freshly made home pies, homemade yeast, bread, ciabattas, huge cheese selection. Uh, located just off Sunrise Highway, 61 South, just north of Triangle Pub. Olish's Farm, 70 Eastport Manor Road, Eastport. Rob DePiro, well done. You stay well. Keep us informed. Yes. Anything you need. Yes, and if I go back to Cowfish uh, or, uh, this weekend, uh, which I went to, which is uh, orderly, and I see Governor Cuomo, I'll... I'll I'll save a seat for the bar at the bar for you and and he as well to sit next to each other and and chat. Are you making fun of me? No, no, sir. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I thank you. I will have a beer with him one day. We'll see. And I'll, you know what? I'm going to invite you to. Uh, yeah. Always great to have you, my friend. Thanks again. Appreciate it.